0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on radio.com and Sports Radio 94, WIP. Yeah!
2: The High host Podcast and Opening Day Walk It The Bleep Off Edition of the High Hope's Podcast. Jack Fritz, I have one question for you to start this podcast. Yes. Off. Are the Phillies going 162 and 0? Because I am convinced in my gut that it's happening.
3: They're getting close. They, 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 <laughs> you can't go 162 and 0 unless you win the first one, James. Everyone knows that. And let me just say this. Always loved the extra inning rule.
2: Never doubted it. Always thought it was a genius idea from the moment. I, I said it was going to add excitement. It was going to make the game just riveting in extra innings. I never doubted it. I never said Mickey Mouse, Clown Show, any of that stuff. I I, I had no doubt, Jack. This was a great idea. What a win, buddy. What a win. And like, all right. You know, obviously it's one game. We're going to dive into the whole game. Not, not one game.
3: It's not one game. It means so much more than one game. All that matters... All that matters is opening day. Everyone knows that.
2: And look, all I'm going to say, and we all overreacted in 2019 and all that, but like, you know, pretty special way to start the season. That's all I'm going to
3: say. Dude, like in all seriousness, what a ball game. Like it was just a, it it was, it was, was, it it was was well, it was well pitched. It was well, like obviously the Reese Hoskins defensive play happened, but there was like awesome defensive plays. Uh, There was a backbreaking home run that was like good to be back. Um, And then. (laughs)
2: It was like, For for a moment, Pablo Sandoval entered Juan Soto's body.
3: I mean, yeah, seriously, it was insane. So, uh, and then a nice little Gene Segura walk off in the in the tenth. I mean, what a freaking ball game! And James, before we kick this off, let me just say, it's good to be back, pal.
2: It's so good to be back, man. Like honestly, I I felt it all day, but like once the game started, and and let's be real, once the fans were in the stands and there was the sound, the real sound of baseball and the excitement and the energy. Like it just, it was my whole thought throughout the whole game, especially when I thought we were cruising to an easy two, nothing victory. I was sitting there like, this is just
3: joyous. I'm sorry. to have you, this. You, hold impact. on. Did you, you thought what? I know. I you, know wait, seriously. I
2: know, I know. I know. I know. I was sitting there. I was like, no, let's go nine. Nah, this is it. Let's roll. But, uh, man, I just, what a way, what a way to start the season. And, and is there any better trope in baseball? And obviously we, you know, the Manny Ramirez with Ortiz, we talked to all the time. Is there anything better than the intentional walk leading to the guy just smoking you for doing it to end a game? Like it is the best thing in baseball, the revenge after the end, int- and Gene was like, I know they talked around the broadcast. Everyone was like, he was like walking to the plate, like the moment they signal no for the intentional walk. Like, I just love that as a thing in baseball. There are a few things better than the immediate revenge, like that.
3: Are plays at the plate late in games the most underrated, best part of baseball? Like, great call, dude. Like, great call, an underrated, great, fun baseball play is is yeah. a late game play at the plate. I mean, Roman Quinn threw that 96 miles an hour. It was a two hopper. Um, well, it
2: felt it felt like it was 56 miles an hour in the moment. It was like get there, man.
3: I know, I know, but it, just like yeah, and Gene and Gene be able to walk it off like that's that's baseball. That is that is like I honestly, and I was thinking there, I, I was sitting there thinking this, James, while I was watching the game. It was like, how do people call this boring? Like how do people like not how do people not get this? I mean, this is the first game of the year and I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. It was it was a riveting baseball game. I'm glad the Phillies came out on top. There would be a little different mood if they didn't. But like how do you find baseball boring? Like that was that was exhilarating in game yeah. 1 of 162.
2: It was thrilling. Like it really was. I'm so with you, man. And you're right. Like look, if it's uh if it's a different outcome and the bullpen lets us down or whatever, I'm sure we're slightly less you know positive about it but you're I'm sorry right,
3: man. It was just. I'm sorry did, 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 did the bullpen not allow a run today James did they not
2: buddy yo yo I can't tell you what it felt like to watch and and let's be real we'll, we'll dive into it but the Jose Alvarado mm-hmm. experience is an experience that is a ride my friend it's getting on a roller coaster and doing the loops and everything but to just see a bullpen, shut it down three and a third when you needed it. Tie game was like, if it, it, it really, it really reminded you how, how I wanted to curse there. How bleepy last year was. Chad. <laughs> I,
3: yes, it did. Yes, it did, James. But, but, but as always, <laughs> never a doubt.
2: High hopes, baby. Hopes are high. Hopes are high. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. All right, let, let's get into some of the game stuff. Uh, so Uh I thought, you know, I, obviously a, a bit of a damper on the outing because you know the last pitch ends up being, you know, a Pablo freaking Sandoval just yeah. bum. But yeah. but it, it really felt like, and Girardi said this after the game, and it, it really did feel like Nola made one mistake, and it, t- it was a mistake, like. He could not have been more off the spot. Like it was JT set up outside. And it was nowhere close to him. But like he did make basically for all intents and purposes one mistake, and otherwise, in the cold, in the wind, not Aaron Nola conditions, I thought he pitched really well today.
3: Yeah, it just feels like he always has that backbreaker. Like it's, I know,
2: I know. Like I, know.
3: I don't, I don't know why, but it I
2: did. It felt very normal when it happened. I was like, uh huh. Yeah, I should have exacted it. That's on me.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I could, I honestly, I could have seen the, that Pablo Sandval homer coming a mile away. I was sitting there <laughs> and I was like, this, this feels like the moment. This feels like the time. Um, cause honestly, that was the, for me, that was the best Nolas look since 2018. Like, that was, that was close to being back to what we had seen, um, during that time. And you know how, um, it was 2019 after the opener and we did this podcast, similar vibes, like, the, you know, Harper's first game, Hoskins is the grand slam. Nola went like seven and allowed two. I want to say. A and, touch and lead off homer. It was right, a great game. It was a great game. It was a great game. And I, I sat here and I said to you, I was like, listen, there's a part. Like I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Nola. And it, it was like a first start after his, he came in third in the Cy Young voting. And I was saying like, he, it just, it wasn't right. It wasn't how he was last year. Like he was, he was dominant today. Like, I know that the Sandoval home run happened but it was he, he. just missed a spot. Like that's that happens. That's baseball. He missed a spot by I don't know two feet. It um, <laughs>
2: was that, Maybe three feet. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I
3: mean credit to Pablo Sandoval for uh, you know going turning back the clock to 2012 and hitting a ball like 700 feet. Um, but <laughs> it really
2: felt one Soto-esque. Dude, it that really felt like I know it's a hand shot.
3: I know it's not, but I feel like that was the hardest hit ball I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> I, that ball was absolutely torch. That ball was absolutely torch. I didn't see the exit velocity on it, but I'm sure is like 120. But um, like he was great. I mean, the fastball in the outside corner was disgusting. He was he was getting righties out with his fastball up that they weren't. They, they, you can't do anything with that pitch. You can't, and especially with a guy like Nola that relies on control. You can't do anything with a fastball away that moves like his. You just don't be. You can't square it up consistently. So uh, I thought Nola was brilliant. It was a really good start, a positive step in the right direction. And uh, this is not. This is not a a what. Well, he's not really an ace. It's like, oh my God, are we gonna do this after every start? Like like de- <laughs> determining whether or not Aaron Nola is actually an ace. Like really, I mean, relax, everyone. Relax. I mean, I thought it was a a really, really good outing from Aaron Nola. He made one massive mistake, um, pitched in and out of jams. The K in the sixth was awesome. Um, I, I thought the Girardi, K in the
2: sixth was awesome.
3: Uh, Girardi,
2: as was obviously the DD play was was oh. just special. Like what a special that's such a hard play to make. Yeah,
3: but Nola, fine, good start, step in the right direction. We're on to New York.
2: I don't know, Jack. Aces don't make that mistake in that spot, Jack.
3: Didn't Garrett Cole go five and a third, allowing yeah. two plus runs yeah. today?
2: How I, I did Kershaw do? I mean, like, come on, stop.
3: Relax. Um, we're not. Uh, we, listen. Relax. We, here's what we're not going to do for 162: <laughs> is we're not going to do is Aaron Nolan Ace, Reese Hoskins is useless. Like, like it just, <laughs> I can't. When
2: again, like it, it was, it was freezing cold there. Like, it, I spoke to people in the ballpark, like with the wind, like it was freezing there and we all know like for for better or worse Aaron Nola is not quite the same guy when it's freezing cold out and I thought a really encouraging start considering the the conditions especially the first game of the year and especially against a really good Braves lineup like the Braves are good (laughs) like they are stacked I mean they just bring up dudes and you're like oh Acuna yeah oh Freeman yeah Albies yeah just like dude after dude after dude so um, yeah, I thought I thought no, it was awesome. Speaking of awesome, Jack, we mentioned it before, but just let's go through each guy. At what what did uh, we'll, we'll get to Alvarado? But we're doing worry meters. What, what what first and foremost? First and foremost, um, how did it feel to root for Archie Bradley, knowing that he still has not come on this podcast? Conflicting. refine with it? Where'd you come down on it?
3: Well, honestly. It was like I've just I've reserved myself to saying he's never coming on the podcast, which is very disappointing. Um so so I've kinda Yeah, like I've just kind of separated myself from from Archie. You know, the the dreams of him coming on the podcast, they feel over, you know. It's it's disappointing. It's disappointing. I thought Archie and I were gonna be great friends. Um, and it, it just doesn't seem like he's gonna be a friend of the podcast. So listen, we can separate the podcast feelings from the Phillies' feelings. It was great seeing Archie out there. Like it was, it was nice that in the seventh inning, <laughs> we could just throw Archie Bradley and everything's fine. I don't know. It was, uh, it was just, it was a very uh, rewarding experience to see uh, actually good bullpen options, uh, you know, in the middle innings of a game when you need to keep it close.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, you can say that. What a thought. <laughs> what do you think of Girardi's? And look, like it worked out. But in the moment, in a tie game, only using Archie for essentially one out, two batters. But, but only one out there. And I know, you know, look, you're big on the, you know, if a guy comes into a high leverage spot, pitches an inning, sometimes there are certain guys you don't want to bring back out for that next inning, but Archie's that guy, right? He's the guy who comes in and gives you a couple innings when you need it, whenever. And in a tie game there and it's, and I know it's opening day and they give a day off tomorrow and you kind of can be loose with the pen. And again, it worked out. I'm not ripping Girardi, but in the moment, I thought it was a little curious to essentially bring Archie in, in that spot, for so few pitches.
3: Well, I just don't think Girardi wants to overuse guys on, especially in that weather coming up from from Florida. Just yeah, it, it's just it's not the time for. It. Also, now I might be getting into the times mixed up. Like full disclosure, <laughs> I was producing the game here, so like I'm locked in, but I'm also like doing a lot of other things.
2: Yeah, you're actually like working during right. the game. Yeah, but and for those who don't know, so there's so like in super super inside baseball, but we love diep listeners, and I think they, you know like us enough to listen to us, so so I have at least some interest in this. But, like, when you're producing a game, like, there is a big difference between, like, a national game, like, producing, like, a, uh, a NCAA tournament game or something. Like, that's like, oh, you're just kind of firing commercials and hitting buttons. When you're producing the game, when you're the flagship station, like, when it, Phillies or Eagles, essentially, for, for Jack and I, like, it is such an incredibly involved job where you are, you know, really doing a lot to produce affiliate's Games. So I get for Jack like I'm actually surprised you could even pay attention to the game at all really considering how much you have to do.
3: Yeah well yeah well because it's like you know the, the all the affiliates are you know it's all coming through us so it's a there's a there's a it's a, decent... a lot it's decent, a lot. decent amount of stuff. Um, but this is year four, so I think I've got it down a little bit. But
2: and yet you still get nervous. Every still get time.
3: nervous every time. Every time, can't sleep. But um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, You're else. seriously. Um, I know
2: that's why I said it. This is this is something that Jack is like a true thing. He's there every time. He's produced like a thousand games, literally almost. Now not literally, but five hundred games at this point. Whatever, and and every time so get nervous.
3: Yep. But that was not the time. That wasn't when Brad Miller's spot was doing the lineup, right?
2: Uh, no, I don't.
3: That think was so. that was, an, was that an turn. inning yeah. later? Because I know I know Brad I Miller's. So. I know Brad Miller's spot came up, and I didn't know if it like it felt like the right time to use him. You know, and he smoked the ball. Um, it just he happened did. to be he smoked it right at Ozzy Albie's. So, um, but yeah, I honestly, like. It, Girard, like Girardi actually has options this year. He actually has options uh, late in games that he can go to, and I, I am all for not trying to blow out guys' arms in in April.
2: Yeah, it was not. Top, it was a uh, Harper Romuto boom. The next inning. Oh
3: right. right, and then was that when Will Smith struck out the side? No, 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 it was not. That was
2: no, no, no. That was AJ Minter. Right,
3: but it was like the quickest half inning ever. It was like, oh, yeah, it was we got, like boom, done. <laughs> we got Harper, so, Harper Romuto boom. Let's go to work. And then it and was I, like, and nope.
2: No, Freeman's leading off the top of the next inning. So you know, you the Alvarado thing there and all that. But I don't know. It just felt like whatever in a tie game. I'm just thinking about the game going well. Long. But regardless, I will say. Uh, you know,
3: I will say my manager uh, prioritizing getting Freddie Freeman out is a nice change of pace. Yeah, you know?
2: I'm with you. What, a, what a crazy thought. All right, <laughs> speaking of the Jose Alvarado oh. experience, I felt like we got the whole gamut. We got the 100 miles an hour. We got the, like, just off the table, 97-mile-per-hour ball that just disappears and we got the balls to the backstop type stuff, you know? Like not quite, but we got that Alvarado as well. They, they hit batter, all that stuff. Um, what do you think of the experience?
3: Well, um my only my only takeaway is that my prediction of him not allowing a run this year is still intact. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy. Still intact. I would just like to
2: it's okay. That is gonna be like life on a ledge times ten,
3: dude. No, it's not. It's lit, and I, I, you live this. I did not live this. But it, it's Mitch Williams. It, it seems like Mitch Williams.
2: Yeah. It, it's the most. It, I mean, Alvarado. No offense, to Mitch has has nastier stuff than Mitch did. Yeah. But it, it's that feeling. Yeah, it's the the fact that any ball could come up there at any speed and
3: go anywhere. Yeah, you know. Must be fun to catch. <laughs> I mean, what
2: a crazy yeah was even a gadget and also funny hit against like what are you doing like like i think one of the things is a hitter in baseball is you go up with the assumption like all right like these guys like for the most part you know they hit on you get hit on purpose hot but like you know, sometimes want to slip out of their hand but for the most part these guys can control what they're doing they're gonna throw strikes or they're gonna throw it inside to mess with me or whatever but like it's not just gonna be 100 miles an hour and it could could flat out hit me at any time It's intense
3: it is. It is. So um it, it's going to be, listen, it's going to be a roller coaster. It seems like something's off a little bit mechanically. I mean, we didn't see this kind of control problems uh early and mid to spring. It really just kind of started the last, I don't know, two or three outings down in, in spring training. So, you know, Cotham went out there and it seemed like kind of calmed them down and, and got them, um on the right plane. I don't, I don't, no, mechanically, I mean, his, his mechanics are kind of crazy, but um, but yeah, it just seems like maybe something a little bit off mechanically. But um, also, like, I mean, it, again, it was cold, he throws 99 with a 94 mile an hour slider. Like, I'm sure that's kind of hard to control when you're when, when it's like 40 degrees I and totally windy, you can barely yeah. feel your hand, and stuff. yes, no, As, yes. So, um, listen, it's probably gonna be a roller coaster. Um, He's still the most talented. It's fun, though. It's fun. Oh, well, listen. It's fun until he walks four guys in an inning. I
2: know. I know. Trust me. There will be times where it's not fun, but man, just to. It's. I think it's just refreshing, you know, to see someone with this kind of stuff. You know, Matt Clentak was probably in the bathroom throwing up; he was so nauseous as he watched Alvarado pitch. Yeah, it's he just was... like too much stuff. Like, what are we doing here? Like, guy throws a hundred. What? What is this? As so, he w-
3: as he was getting hot dogs for for people in his new <laughs> role, he was probably watching it, hoping that Alvarado blew it. Right?
2: <laughs> oh, you're bad, man. You're bad. All right. Uh, serious. Like a uh, important question for you. Yeah. Serious question, because you, you you make bold proclamations like it's one of your things. You'll say these things mm-hmm. that are not sometimes I. seen as crazy, and sometimes they are crazy, and sometimes they're they're Prussian and yeah. they're they're a genius. Uh, so here's my question: Do you feel that you have undersold Connor Brogden by only calling him the <laughs> Ryan Manson?
3: I mean, listen.
2: <laughs> I mean, are you not? I mean, it kind of feels unfair to what Connor Brogden could be.
3: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, we, we might be, I mean, I listen, I thought Madsen was a good comp, but, you know, I guess I guess if I said 08, 09, 10 Madsen, <laughs> yeah. like, for an entire career, not the bad Madsen that we saw in yeah. the later later yeah. stages, you know? I
2: think that's a better comp. I think or, you need to be specific, like, 08 Madsen right now. That's what you need to say, you know?
3: All I'm saying is this. There's a possibility he doesn't allow a run this year. I,
2: you know what? Can I just say <laughs> stop? Can I just say something? Let me ask you a question because I can pretty much guarantee that Ryan Madsen has never in his life faced two batters and gotten three outs. Well, that's not necessarily true. I guess theoretically yes, you could I, come in and do that, but it's, it's unlikely. Damn it, Jack! How about that?
3: I just like about, like his first... started
2: an inning. How about this? I can say for a fact Ryan Madsen has never started an inning faced two batters and gotten three outs
3: there you go jack there
2: winner. you go I had, to, I had to phrase it better
3: the the, the change-ups to freeman it's like oh my god but he actually have guys that can get freddie freeman out like i mean like freeman just hit like a weak ground ball to to score. it's like wow this I'm
2: is with the change up, an 84 mile change up like to start the
3: bat off and, and Freeman
2: just and, missed, and i was just like whoa dude yo
3: some chutzpah it was it was Diving, it, it, he didn't even he didn't even flash the ninety seven. Like he could he could have gone to it whenever he wanted. He didn't flash it. He is, he just threw the change up like six times in a row. And I was like, wow, this is this is what heaven on earth is. And that is watching Connor Brogdon. <laughs> but but it's like like what? Weren't you just weren't you just watching the whole time? Like all right. Which brave is going to kill us? Did I think it was Pablo? Oh, dude. Like, uh, I didn't think it was the- Pablo Sandoval, but like, I was just waiting. I was waiting for Acuna to hit one like 400 feet. I was waiting for- Yeah, for- and
2: Acuna came close, and Freeman came close. That I mean, real quickly, we have not- This is a disservice. We're almost 20 minutes into the podcast. Yeah. We have not taken a moment to say thank you to the wind. Like, really, a, 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 a brilliant job today. It seemed to come out- just when we needed it, that the Swanson one obviously was like a clear home run. I thought on TV, I was like, that's just gone. And then somehow McCutcheon ends up with it on the warning track and the Freeman one off the bat looked like just a tank shot. And it was like somehow like maybe not even warning track. Thank you
3: to the wind. Now, think- now you say all of that. And yes, I will say I agree with you. Um, the Braves have no home runs on the day. Well, no home runs from those two guys, but I am writing this down and I would like for baseball reference to update tomorrow. Bryce Harper has one home run in the year. Like,
2: no, because that was clearly a home run. That's, a, that's a home run. Shot. James, yeah.
3: James, you and I have watched, I want to say maybe 5,000 games at, at Citizens Bank Park by now, right? Like,
2: sure.
3: That's a home run. I've seen 100%. I've seen 1,000 home runs at Citizens Bank Park. That's a home run. And, 100%. Like, didn't didn't the Swanson home run remind you a lot of the Longoria fly ball to left in game three of 2008?
2: Oh, Great comp, yeah. I mean,
3: sure. it, was, it was like the same thing. It was like, oh, that ball's gone. Gone. <laughs> it's
2: just it's like... off the bat. You're like, well, I literally said, ugh. And then I was like, oh, well, that was pretty cool. That yeah, works out. Listen, al-
3: always been a big fan of the wind. And I will say this. The wind always blew out when I pitched bad, and it was always blowing in when I pitched well.
2: There you go. I believe it, Jack. I think that's not in your head at all.
3: Nope. No. No. Uh,
2: All right. Speaking of Bryce, uh, we could say, look, they only scored three runs today. This line of grinds, man. Like a lot of really, really good at bats. Max Fried is good and maybe wasn't his best today, but that dude's nasty. And the way he just kind of. The, first of all, the hesitation stuff he does is must be so hard to hit against, and it seemed like it was really hard for guys like Reese who have that, you know, the 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 step before they they swing the the. Um, it seemed it was really hard to get the timing down, stuff like that. And then he could do the hesitation and still just ratchet it up to ninety seven, like just this like flick of his arm. It's crazy. Like the Braves are good, and the Phillies should have scored more runs today. You know, they they could have come through in some other spots, but a lot of base runners. Just tough at bats. Again, like Bryce, a perfect example of multiple bats like that. Obviously, the at first bat of the season, working that walk, O two, and somehow gets a walk. JT the at bat and extras. Uh, you know, just it felt like inning after inning, uh, the Phillies were getting on base, were threatening, were felt like they're gonna be a, a difficult team for pitching staffs to face.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, like, freed through, I think, what, like 65 pitches on, in the first, like, four innings? I mean, just just an absolute grind. Um, And, yeah, like, like they didn't even get the, the back-breaking hit today. You know, I feel like Boehm had a couple chances. Uh, yeah, he had a couple I, shots. Obviously had the sack fly that was good, got a job done. Um, But, yeah. Shout-out
2: to Kutch. Kutch, that was a, first of all, look, the giddy-up look there, and the, a great slide. Yes, too.
3: yes. No, I mean, Kutch, Kutch looked like he was moving really well. Um, you know, slapping the first hit of the year um, right down the line in right field. Just the bat looks quick. He looks healthy. So I think we can expect a, a pretty good chance that we're getting a, a Andrew McCutcheon bounce back here. But, yeah, it's just like you have you have cutcheon. Reese obviously didn't have a great day. It looked like he just couldn't see the ball out of his hands. I mean, was whiffing on a lot of lot of breaking pitches. So that's something he's going to have to fix because the league is going to definitely catch up on that. Um, Bryce, JT, Bomer, Dede. Obviously, and then yeah, then Segura at the bottom of the lineup. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a grind for pitchers to get through. Um, I wonder, like Hazley smoked two balls today um, off lefty. so I wonder. I hope you know. I hope the the hamstring injury is not real. Um, it's not great getting pulled from the first game of the year, but even he uh, grinded out some at bats. And listen, Aaron Nola put down two great buns. It was listen. You you <laughs> can say you can say whatever you want about oh, about buddy. the DH and all of that. But I genuinely, and this is genuine, I was like pumped to see those bunts get. Like, I know you get, were. I know you were. But down. you're the only one. Oh, you're was, the only one. Dude, I'm telling see, you.
2: Everyone else is watching Max Freed stand there with the bat on his shoulder and being like, Yeah, this is fun.
3: Oh, I dude, I was in. I was turning I was turning to Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Quinn, who I was who was training with me today, and I was like, see, that's baseball. That's <laughs> baseball. Getting getting the bunt down, like you know. Get him over, get him in. Like that's my that's my mind right, every year.
2: Hey, look, shout out to Freddie Freeman. That was a horrible decision on that one month to to throw down a second. Really, no, just I just I just, overthinking it. I Not just as bad a, a defensive play as Reese. No, we don't talk about the was,
3: the Phil's won. We don't no. talk about the defensive play. No, and, no, no.
2: you're right. Well we, we could talk about the Alec Boehm <laughs> yeah, yeah. jumping into the air, using all of his six five to jump up and get that. I mean, that that's game right there if he doesn't make that play. Like, that's huge.
3: Best defensive play of the game, That's D.D., or the Quinn throw? Uh,
2: so, I, or can, I think it's you have to put the J.T. play, too. You know, it was, the Quinn throw was perfectly online. It was not quick, but it was perfectly online. But but J.T., to be able to not just block the plate the way he did, but bring the ball in the way he did and, and it, like, basically making it okay to block the plate in that situation, like— I thought the JT might have been the best play, but I think in all honesty, like forgetting the moment of the game and just, just pure baseball play, the DD play was the best play. Oh, I was mean, ridiculous. that what a catch, dude. Are you serious? Like you've played baseball. Like that's so hard to do. Like it is so hard to track the ball over your head, like directly backwards like that and look it in and catch it and then have the body control to like slide to the ground like that. That was a super impressive defensive play.
3: Yeah, an Eagles cornerback could never. But
2: <laughs> an Eagles wide receiver could never.
3: <laughs> no, that's 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 actually true. Like it's like the Nelson Aguilar play against the uh, was it, the Patriots like yeah. a couple years ago where he couldn't track the ball in the end zone. while Segura or uh, Didi did that today. Well, um, and what made it even more impressive was how windy it was. I mean, the, the ball is yeah, definitely yeah, changing totally. flight, um, you know, in the middle of the air. So, but yeah, just a ridiculous defensive showing for a team that you know. <laughs> People said, can't attend. It's
2: great. Is it great? Well, wasn't expected to be great. No, I'm with you. Honestly, other than the Hoskins play like a really good defensive game from this team. And and like we just talked about, you could point to three separate plays that were massively important and really impressive defensive plays. You know, like all three of those plays on their own were awesome plays. And, and I mean, really, the Quinn. JT considering moment and all that. I mean, that's the biggest play of the game. You know, that was the biggest play of the game getting speaking, me out there at home, so.
3: Speaking of defense, where you at on on, on defense?
2: What a what, dude. So, obviously, Two uh, you know, I had that the little the yeah, the mess up early, but but calling off JT there, that was really they talked about it on the broadcast and it was just it was impressive to see him come in and take command there. I mean, the third baseman, if he can get there, if he reads it as well as he did like that, like, he should take that. Like, the catcher's backwards. It's a much tougher play for JT. And I thought coming in, you know, commanding the situation was a really nice play. And and that, you know, two runners on there. Like, I mean, that's two runs. Alec Boehm saved two runs by leaping and using all of his 6'5 frame to, to catch that smoked ball. Like, yeah, I, I was I was really psyched about what we saw from Boehm today.
3: Well and the thing about Bohm's defense is that he looks confident. Like he like like when he came up last year, you could just tell he didn't really know what he was gonna do. Like he just didn't know how to play the position yet. But just given the work that he put in this offseason, I thought it was a really impressive show. And like even um even the ball that, that Reese dug out, it was a good play by Alec Boehm. It was a it was a good play. I know the throw was low, but it was like he probably doesn't make that play a year ago. Um, but yeah, it, listen, man. If he can, if he can stick at third base, I mean, it just makes this whole team so much better. So, like, uh, th- I was worried about spring training results when it came to Alec Bloom's defense. I think it translated over to game one.
2: Yeah, I've, I, I, again, I, I got no complaints. I was really impressed, and I think the confidence is a good point. He looked confident out there. You could kind of see it after he made that JT play. I mean, just making that play, just calling off JT in that spot alone. Shows a level of confidence, but you can see it on his face after making that play. Like the dude's confident out there and that's, I- I'm with you. That's a That could be a really big development. I mean, if he can be even average at third base, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, it, it basically has been written off as someone who will never be a third baseman or at least a competent third baseman. so, um, that'd be huge, be huge. Um, shout out to Hector, by the way, we didn't mention Hector when we talked about the pitchers, but you know. Nice job, yeah, it,
3: it was a good job, but the 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 velocity the stuff. DD is... Cat, the
2: DD Cat saved him, obviously.
3: Well, no, was, uh, the velocity I'm worried about. I mean, he was 91. I mean, he's 91 today. He was 91 his last spring training start or not uh, last spring training appearance. I mean, Hector, he, he's a guy that I need in the in the mid 90s. I mean, I think his three pitch mix, if he can get back up to the 90s or mid 90s, is really devastating. Now, work today. Um, you know, the, the, he didn't really flash a slider much, but the split was moving, and and he obviously struck out uh, uh, Acuna on a fastball away. But uh, something to monitor. I'll put it that way. Something to monitor is Hector's velo.
2: Keep our eye on it. Keep our eye. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, yes. Important question raised by listener of the podcast, good friend of ours, Brandon Lee Goughton, hmm. um, in a text message uh, to me uh are you really okay with the win because they won on April Fool's Day. I hadn't thought about the fact that you wanted them to lose this game. Yeah have you <laughs> where, where do you stand on this? like have you changed your tune is it is it okay now? So you here's have one or is it a bad omen for the season? I, I gotta know.
3: So here's what happened James is I was <laughs> I was fully prepared with that take of good thing they lost this game. It's April fools. Don't want to get sucked back in. Ah, look at you! But then the game started and it was like, I need to win a ball game. I mean, I literally felt like let's go win a ball game boys after the DD, the DD play. So, uh, I forgot about that take. I am, <laughs> boy, I love being reminded of things that I say on this Podcast, but um, yes, it's I we'll don't glad-
2: let him forget. Guys. No, listen, They're I'm like-
3: just I'm glad that everyone's holding everyone accountable around here. Um, so yeah, listen, very happy they won. Uh, like, am I do like is the is an is the April Fool's Day joke that the bullpen didn't allow a run? I mean, is that like the is that the joke?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feels like it might not be real. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, listen, it's a fine omen. First off. Jinxes don't exist anyway. Thank you. I totally believe jinxes at, all, at I am subtweeting everyone on Twitter when I say that.
2: Yeah, I totally believe jinxes exist. And I had no issues with April Fool's Day, so I'm incredibly happy. Yeah. I just think it was you setting yourself up in case they lost a way to feel better about it. Oh, well,
3: it, listen. I mean, if, if you and anyone listening to this podcast knows, no one's better at spinning.
2: Uh, Trust me. That's why I said it. Right, I have two two more things for you and then we'll see what's in the take. back. Thank
3: you. Um,
2: I was really impressed with JT today in the sense that we talked about it heading into the season. But I was really concerned, like usually those type of hand injuries in spring training or even in the season when you come back. But it usually takes guys a couple weeks, a few weeks to really kind of get their groove back. Just from a a strength perspective, much less missing a a bulk of spring training. I know he looked good at the end of spring training, but you know me in spring training stats and spring training. I felt it. I thought JT looked really good offensively, looked healthy, confident, Ray Roll. It's exciting.
3: Yeah. And, um, Got the job done in the in the tenth. Got the guy over. You know, just did a job there. I had
2: and and the RBI. Yeah, just I just did a job, like kind of muscled that ball, a soft little dribbler to the right side, just enough softness to, to be an infield single.
3: Well, I smoked the ball down the right field line too, which is well,
2: that too. Good, to yes, yeah, to see. It's good. T- you, had a good day at the plate. Good my JT
3: friend. day. Now, I mean, if you could mix in one clutch hit, that'd be great. But well, listen. <laughs> We'll, well, we'll we'll take what we can get, right? I mean, we'll take what we can get. And like, I've already found my new favorite bit of the 2021 season is uh, yeah, yeah. Anytime JT does anything, I'm tweeting at the Phillies, sign JT, just to see, cool. just Good. to see if, if if my friends over at the Philly, the Phillies social media department block me. Like, I wonder if I wonder if I could get them to block me by asking them I to, mean, to sign. guess JT. they won't. No. And I,
2: I, but if they do. Shout out no, for doing that because that would be hilarious in its pettiness to block him for this. I it would just fully condone it. We all know Philly social media, the best in the business, yeah. like they do such an amazing job running that account. and. And shout out to their pettiness as we talked about when JT was signed and everything they did then, like just the best, top social media in the country. Like it could not be better. Um, so if they block you for this, like I will I, – I, I don't know if I could have a higher opinion of them, but but if there's anything that could give me a higher opinion of them, it would be them blocking you for this. So I'm just putting that out there.
3: I think it's fair. It would be – I would respect the block. It, I would the re- Now It would be epic. Now I will say – I would ask for the unblock, and I, you know, I, I, I would need to be unblocked by the Phillies. I can't you would
2: lose your mind. Yeah. I mean, you like you actually could.
3: You would have
2: to create a burner account just to follow the Phillies that you could switch to just to check it out. Like you couldn't not, you couldn't survive. And in fact, that wouldn't even count. That wouldn't be even enough for you because you need to be able to retweet and quote yeah. tweet and like and do all your 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 stuff.
3: You do right, right. So, um, listen at Phillies, giving you a warning. I'm gonna tweet
2: you. <laughs> okay, big time. I'm gonna. Go. I'm Look gonna out. Every hey, t-
3: at Phillies, I'm warning you. All right. Every time, me, every time, J- every time JT does something, I'm gonna say, "Sign JT." It's just a bit. Let me let me just put that out there. Just a <laughs> bit.
2: block him. Feel Please free. Block. Feel free to block. Okay.
3: I think it'd be a. Block him. I think it'd be funny if he blocks me, but. Unblock me later, please.
2: <laughs> well, what's the point of the block then? I think you block it. Well, because, because they, can, to... they
3: can get likes. Long you...
2: enough to make Jack think you're never going to unblock him, and then maybe unblock him and think about it. That's Yeah,
3: make, make me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to make me sweat.
2: All right, last thing, and this isn't such a question, but just something to put out there. It really felt like it was the win today, but just watching the baseball outside the Phillies that I've watched on the second TV and have had on stuff, I haven't seen a ton of homers. Wondering about the Dev ball. I'm just throwing out. It's early in the season, I just think it's one of those interesting things that we didn't talk about heading into the season a ton, but something to track. Like, I think today was mostly the wind. I don't know how much less juice the ball has, but it didn't feel like the ball was jumping a ton in the stuff I was watching today comparatively. So,
3: something to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel I didn't watch any other baseball sides of the Phillies today, so I'm not sure. But. It makes sense. I mean, they, they, they're they trying to, to to deaden the baseball a little bit. So um, it makes sense. I mean, I saw something today that, you know, in spring training, the the distances were just as far. Um, but, yeah, I also, you know, you factor in the weather, too. I mean, it was literally snowing in Detroit. Again,
2: totally, totally. And it was cold here, and it was windy, but just something to watch.
3: Yeah, you. although Bryce does have one home run the year. That's a fact.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, take back.
3: <laughs> all right, here's what I have. Um... Today, you just you just filed away something for later, and right now I'm gonna file away something for later too to come back to at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Today okay. remi- today today reminded me of 2011. Same kind of same kind of opening day. But, same kind of weather.
2: It was walk off right Astros. It was the John it was
3: it was the John Mayberry walk off. So
2: yeah, of course, of course, of course. I'm
3: just saying, file that away when the, when this team wins.
2: Yeah, we can say the last time the Phillies won on a walk-off on opening day, they went
3: to the playoffs. So that is a fact. Right. File that one away for you. Um, has 8,800 fans ever sounded so loud?
2: No. It sounded like 30,000. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. It was my favorite. Even, even, including the walk-off win, my favorite thing about today was watching fans in the stands.
3: It really was. Well, I'm hearing the first boos. I mean, like legitimately wow. loud boos. So good. Oh, it was like so good. it was like we're back, man. Like we're,
2: we're yeah. It li- really felt back. It felt back, man.
3: Like to to be honest, like I didn't. I don't know. Like I wasn't like oh, can't wait to have fans in the stands, guy. Like that wasn't my thing. You know, I you know I just you know if fans in the stands, cool. If not, I I didn't think eighty eight hundred fans is really going to make a difference. And then I heard them for the first time, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like legitimately loud into it um loud boos cheers like not the stupid mlb the show like pumped in crowd noise real genuine excitement um just a a good all-around day glad the fans are back and uh yeah 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 it was it was a special feeling and i didn't think that eighty-eight hundred people could sound so loud
2: yeah i i couldn't agree more It was it, it 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 hit me harder than i expected it to like I had chills watching when the game started, and people in the stands, and all that stuff. Like, and throughout the game, when things would happen where you know, there was fan interaction or whatever, like it felt, it felt special. It did.
3: You know, you know, you know what else felt special?
2: What?
3: The first fist bump. I mean, oh, did, did, buddy, did you let out a fist pump watching the game today?
2: Yeah, oh. dude, I I let out. Multiple Ugh. fist bumps watching the game today. I mean Multiple the
3: the, the Nola K in the sixth. It was like,
2: mm. God. Oh, big time.
3: Missed it. Big I time. Missed a good fist bump.
2: Well, I was after the bone play too. It was like back to backers. Oh
3: man, it's good to be back. Okay.
2: Yeah, it really is. I I might have preemptive fist pumped when Bryce hit that ball, but luckily it turns out it was a homer. So in
3: hindsight, right, good to go. Yes, your your fist bump fist bump still counts. Um. Brian Snitaker stinks, man. Like I understand, he's won you know three divisions. Like I'm just telling you.
2: What if Pablo Sandoval and Pablo Sandoval had a two round homer? Dude, like, what are you doing? You can't rip this guy. Dude, this guy he, was good
3: today. He stinks. You're
2: such a sad. What has he done except go to the win the division every year, dude? Brian, Brian
3: Snitaker. Is a terrible manager. I'm he he is lucked into this BS that he has down there. Like great manager,
2: all that guy does is win baseball games.
3: Like like pitching to Alec Boehm, I understand it worked. Was stupid. Like just whatever. He's he is. i listen. File that one away. Again, again, only game one. File this one away for later in the season. Brian Snitker stinks. Anyway, um, here's my other takeaway. Snitker, whatever. Snitker, whatever.
2: Uh, What do you mean, whatever? You're the one who every. Every time I even get like a the tiniest thing wrong pronunciation wise, you'd you like jump on me like a rabid dog.
3: Yeah, Snicker. well we, and we know how you do around dogs, but um
2: Oh buddy.
3: Roasted, 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 roasted. Anyway, anyway, that shows how that shows that shows how little respect I have for Brian Snitker that I call him Snitaker. Um let me say this another another minor takeaway from today's today's game. This Braves bullpen's not great. Like I know like they had good numbers last year, but the guys they brought in today, they they're not keeping me up at night. They're they're, they're not last year's Braves bullpen. This is not like they have four closers they can throw out there. They this is like this is not the same Braves bullpen. That's that's my take after game 1. Um what did you do last night to get ready for the season? Did you did you watch anything special? Did you did you you know was there anything to get I, you?
2: What what did you watch? What would you watch?
3: So I, I hung
2: out. I went. I, I hung out with you. I was on the radio, and that was it.
3: Oh, okay, right. And then you probably went home and went to bed like an old guy. Um, I'm an old man, Jack. Um, so I watched, of course, the uh, the the documentary of the 2008 Phils um, that was <laughs> pr- produced by MLB. And did you have you seen the one where they they read the the Philadelphia Inquirer at the at the the beginning of it? And like they read the article, like going through the article after they won the World Series. Have you watched that video? Uh,
2: it sounds familiar. I'm not great at remembering
3: which ones I have and I haven't watched over the years. But it sounds
2: vaguely familiar. All right.
3: Well, all I'm saying is that I might have welled up. I might have welled up. So I'm...
2: Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I believe it.
3: Um, and the final thing in my take bag is I felt like the Phillies – played just smart baseball today. Like it felt like I was watching a smart baseball team. Like Segura stealing the bag late. I know it didn't amount to anything, but it was late in the game. It was one out. He stole second. And it just put them in a position to win a ball game. Nola getting bunts down, you know, Segura coming through, picking up teammates. Um, Hoskins error, not letting that snowball. You have a great defensive play by Alec Boehm. Nola strikes the guy out. Didn't come back to bite him. Like, I I felt watching today like it was a good, smart, fundamentally sound baseball team. And if you're going, and and I've been on this for a long time, and something I believe is that you have to play small ball to end up winning big. Like, home runs are great, all this stuff, and I'm all with it. But that is regular season baseball. That is using the numbers and getting through regular season baseball, using all that stuff. But when it comes down to winning baseball games, you have to be a smart baseball team. And what I saw today was a smart baseball team, and it was refreshing.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great point. And you know, they manufactured runs again. They had chances at more runs, and and I, I again, um, it was a well played baseball game. Really, both sides, uh, like you said, there was the first thing you said it was like a baseball game. It was a fun, well played, riveting baseball game and and also look i think that this team to your point about the group of guys like i think they know you know we had reese hoskins on the station this week and last week and he talked about he said it's time it's time and you know this is a playoff team we're 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 talented enough and i think that's something that that is felt in that locker room there are guys who've been here for a few years now they know each other there's a, a camaraderie there all that stuff and and they know that it's time to make the playoffs. It's time to make a push. And and obviously, I don't know if they will or won't. I'm feeling like today they're definitely going to Jack. But um, I think they know, and it's fueling them, and it's driving them. And I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a really fun season, man. I'm 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 really excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. I think, to your point, which you said earlier, I think this is the most excited we should be about a team in a while.
3: Well, they're definitely the most complete. Like I mean, 2019, we were obviously excited because. Price was here. JT was here. McCutcheon was here. Segura was here. And it was like, all right, cool. They got some real players now. Um, but they had flaws. Last year's team obviously had a massive flaw. This team, while it might not be the upside of the other teams in the division, they don't really have a massive hole. I mean, center field's a, a, a hole. Um, you know, fourth, fifth starter, we'll see. Uh, bullpen, you know, a little shaky today, but didn't allow a run. Like, they they don't really have, um, like, a massive, massive hole. And, uh, You could just see it today. You could see it today. It was a step in the right direction, and uh, I hate that there's an off day tomorrow. Me too. It's so annoying, but uh, I can't wait for Saturday.
2: Yeah, and it gets real. Look, they mentioned it on the broadcast, but, you know, look, Braves-Mets, Braves-Mets to start the season, so, you know, this is is big. Like, you know, you can't—I think— You're not going to win anything in April and and hopefully not lose anything in April. But this is an important stretch to start the season for the Phillies. The two teams that Jack and I think they're primarily competing with. We don't take the Nationals nearly as seriously. Um, So, you know, this is big. It's big, Jack. All right. Final thoughts.
3: My final thought is talk to you Sunday night. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Yeah. Two times. Two two pods a week. Two pods a week. We're back. The hairy videos are back. The Bills are one and zero. Connor Brogdon's not allowing a run all year. Aaron is still the ace. Stop freaking out about Reese Hoskins. Everything's going to be okay. One sixty-two and zero is still on the plate.
2: Yeah, and I my final thought is uh, actually Jack. Surprisingly, some breaking news here on the pod. Uh, Jim Nance is not retiring uh-huh. or not resigning. Yep. From CBS, I yep. just, I wanted to make sure we made that clear yep. that for <laughs> people yep. who might not know, no, if he's... they just listen to this podcast and don't get their news anywhere else, that Jim Nance is still at CBS and, although and resigned, Although. And resigned, Not resigned, resigned. I'm
3: just saying, it's the dumbest thing in the English language. Between
2: It might be my favorite thing that's ever happened. On yeah. The podcast. It's up there. It's really high
3: on the list. <laughs> it's ahead of Bryce Harper emergency podcast. <laughs> Maybe. And, yeah. Maybe. No, that's fair. Maybe. Listen, listen. <laughs> hey, Donna, Donovan Chestpat. Donovan Chestpat was on me. It was on me.
2: One sixty-two and O Jack. He spreads himself.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.